We're going to be in 1 Peter chapter number 3 as we continue on in our series, Hope in a World of Hopelessness. And uh, we have uh, been through the first seven verses. Uh, this will actually be the fourth uh, message, uh, finishing off here with verse number 7, the end of verse number 7. But 1 Peter chapter number 3, <clears throat> excuse me, and verse number 1, and we're just going to focus mostly on the last part of verse 7, but let's read these first seven verses uh, to just kind of get our mind wrapped around everything. First Peter 3, verse 1, Likewise, you wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they also may be without the word. They may... Mm, let me start over here. Likewise, you wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the conversation of the wives, why they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear, whose adorning let it not be that of outward adorning or plating the hair and of wearing of gold or of putting on of apparel, but, it, but let it be the hidden man of the heart <clears throat> in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. For after this manner, in the old time, the holy women also who trusted in God adorned themselves, being in subjection under their own husbands, even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters ye are, as long as ye do well, and are not afraid with any amazement. Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them, according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. Uh, I've titled a message for tonight, Hope in Being Prayer Ready. We can have hope. Hope in Being Prayer Ready. Let's pray once again. We'll get going. Father, we prayed for your guidance, and we prayed for your power, and just one final time we ask for that. I know that this can be tough in situations where people are around their computer or television or phone or whatever the case may be. It can be tough with the distractions of home and all, and I pray that you'd help us to be focused, oh Lord, to give you the attention that you deserve, your word the attention that it deserves. But Father, I, I want to be used as a vessel tonight, Lord, to feed the sheep, to feed those that are watching, Lord, that we might be challenged by your word, that our lives, that our homes um, might be better, uh, Lord, because of what you have done in our hearts. Bless and help us now. Give us boldness, give us power, give us unction. We really need that unction just to preach. Lord, and we'll thank you for what you do, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. <clears throat> well, there's no doubt, uh, I don't have to convince you that we're living in trying times. Financing could be, uh, finances could be an issue, jobs could be an issue, um, businesses, it can be an issue, health can be an issue, and that's, that's not only with you, but with your family and your friends and your coworkers and your church family. <clears throat> and thinking along those lines, how important 
me ask you a question. How important do you think that it is that your prayers are reaching the throne of God? That your prayers are not hindered? And, and we're not talking here about praying that your favorite sports team is going to win, if sports was even going on at this time. And this isn't about praying about that new house or, or a different car or, or a dress or a gun or shoes or golf clubs or whatever the case may be that you hope that you might get if you pray hard enough. We're talking about people. We're talking about praying for people. We're talking about living, breathing souls. We're talking about praying for others. You know, some of you have family that badly need to be saved and other family that's in need of God's protection at this time. And, and some may need God's provision. And the bottom line of all of that is that they need God. And they need your prayers to God. It is very important. Hold it, hold it. No, no, no. We're still, we're still talking here in, in this context. We're still, we're, we're still talking about husbands and wives. We're still talking in the message tonight about marriage and the home. It's it's all fits together here. It's really something because there are those that look at God's plan for marriage and their, and and His plan for a godly home, and they have such a it's kind of like a, a big deal attitude. Well, that's not a big deal. Well, preacher, you say that's God's way, but that's not the way everybody believes. And preacher, you act like it's a big deal if we're not doing it the Bible way. I mean, go ahead, preacher, do it your own way, and we'll do it our way. And it's very good possibility that some of you have heard these last three messages out of First Peter chapter number three, and you think that I've just flipped my lid. What do you mean? Well, you know, talking about how the Bible says that wives are supposed to be in submission to their own husbands. I mean, as long as it's not an abusive situation, and and how the more how the more mature ladies should be teaching the younger ladies to be godly and to be modest and be of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price, and that husbands are supposed to dwell with their wives, their own wives, according to knowledge. I mean, they're actually they're supposed to actually know their wives. Know them, know about them, their likes, dislikes, all those different things, which goes along with loving them like Christ loves the church. Yeah, I know. No, 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 I understand. That's pretty old-fashioned stuff. Listen to me, please. That's pretty old-fashioned stuff in this world, but not in God's realm. No, 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 no. In God's realm, it's still the right way. The Bible's not outdated, never has been, never will be. For us to operate that God, uh, in a, for us to operate in a way that God directs us is a vitally important matter. I, I believe that we can see that in this passage. And we've read in, in 1 Peter 2 and 1 Peter 3 how the Christian life is one of submission. In, in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 11 through 23, it, it addresses submission over and again, how we're to submit to the roles as pilgrims and strangers in this world. In verses 11 and 12, uh, this world is not our home, we're just a passing through. And we need to be accepting of that, that we're supposed to be different, that, that we are supposed to be Christ-like, that, that we are supposed to have uh, different desires, that, that we are supposed to take in different entertainment. We're not supposed to dress like the world, walk like the world, talk like the world. We're no longer of this world. This world is just 
well, it's just not our home anymore. But it also talks about how we're to submit to civil authority in verses 13 through 17. Uh, and, and, and we should do our best to do that. And it talks about how we are to submit to our authority while we are on the job in verses 18 through 21. And, and we are to submit that way because Christ left us that example of submission and because he is our substitute. And then we get to chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. And it starts out there in chapter 3, verse 1, likewise. So there is to be submission in marriage, and there is to be submission in the home. And wives are to be in subjection to their own husbands. And the scriptural application of that, we already, we already know, but, but the scriptural application of that is that of an unsaved husband that, that observes the godly life of a saved wife. But we cannot overlook the application uh, to holy women that are to be adorned with that which is of a great price in the sight of God. I'm talking about a professing Christian woman with a feminist attitude is very foreign to scriptures and is a reproach to God. We're supposed to be godly women. Women of God are supposed to be godly women. There are roles for man and there are roles for women which have, given, have been given to us by our, our creator, God himself. And so we're supposed to be in submission to those things. And then we get down to verse number seven and it says this, likewise, ye husbands, likewise, ye husbands. And uh, we hit that last week pretty good. We talked about how we are to submit, submit to uh, our role, I'm talking about husbands, are to submit to our, our role of first being a husband. First and foremost. What are you talking about, preacher? But no, before your job, before your hobbies, before anything else, be your wife's husband. Likewise, you, you, likewise ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge. Know your wife and honor your wife. Well, yeah, yeah, pastor, that's fine. You know, yeah, yeah, I heard you last time. I was listening to all that, but you don't understand me, pastor. You don't understand the relationship uh, that me and the old lady have, you know? I mean, me and the little woman, me, me and this wife of mine have. You don't, you don't understand our relationship because it's just different than most people, and it's not a big deal, all this stuff like this. You know, okay, it, I, no, I see what the Bible says, but all this stuff, it, you know, this is just not a big deal. Wait, 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 wait. Don't, don't say that. Don't say that until we look at the rest of this verse. Don't say that. Because the very last part of the verse says that your prayers be not hindered. So this has to be considered. It has to be considered. It's implying here, of course, it's implying here that there will be prayer. That there's going to be prayer. I know we don't see any request here to pray. No, no, likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. So we don't see any request here to pray necessarily. It seems to be expected that the head of the home, which is to be the husband, is going to be a praying man. I mean, it seems to be expected by God. Uh, sir, do you realize that there are a lot of enemies 
out there against marriage. You do realize that, right? I, I tell couples in premarital counseling every time without fail, I tell couples in premarital counseling that the moment they get married, things are going to be harder. Things are going to be tougher. That, that courting time, man, oh man, it can be so sweet and great and wonderful and should be, absolutely so. Not saying that it shouldn't, but, 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 but God ordained marriage. And there are enemies of God that don't like it. It's an amazing thing how, how, how I've, I've even witnessed how people live together for some years and then they finally decide we need to get this right. They get saved. We need to get this right. And they get married. Man, the trouble starts. The sparks fly. Because the old devil, he doesn't like marriage. I, I, mean, I mean, God ordained it. He's against it. And once those vows have been taken, the spiritual fight is on. The spiritual fight is on. It's a spiritual warfare. And we have to think about things and why we should, why we should, uh, why we should be able to get to the throne of God easily. Why there should be hope and being prayer ready. We got to think about some things. You know, today in the time that we live in, there's a lot of wives out there in the workplace. And these wives are trying to handle pressures that God never intended for them to have to handle. And those husbands need, need to be praying. And they need to be making sure that they are on praying ground where they can pray for their wives as they should. Because there's a lot of silver-tongued devils out there. And I'm telling you, those guys, they're ready and they're practiced at giving a lonely wife all the words and all the kindness that they aren't getting from their husband. They're very practiced in those types of things. There better be some real praying going on. There, 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 better be, there, better be, there better be men that can take their wife to the throne of God and know that they're getting through. And, and all those single women out there in the workforce and even divorced women are out there in the workforce and, and, and they're, they're talking around your wife about how wonderful it is to be single and, and your wife is hearing all of this stuff and things are going on in her own head. No, 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 no. Don't you tell me this doesn't matter or don't you tell me this is not a real deal. I have dealt with some of this and it is a real problem. You'd better be on praying ground. And ladies, let me go ahead, and ladies, there's a lot of women out there uh, these days that are looking to have a fling with some husband, just a fling, just something to do. So you better be on praying ground also. You better make sure that you are getting in touch with God. And not to mention everything that's going on, listen to me please, not to mention everything that's going on in our society pertaining to young people. You parents ought to be praying. You better be praying. You better be taking your children to the throne of God. No, no, there's drugs and alcohol. Drugs and alcohol are everywhere these days. It's out there everywhere. Oh, preacher, oh, preacher, no, oh, preacher, my son, my daughter, they'd never even think of doing anything like that. Goodness gracious, I am telling you, they would never even consider. No, no, let me stop you right there. That's what a lot of, that's what a lot of parents have said. Now, a lot of parents have thought that same thing, only to find out different when their child ends up in trouble. 
You had better be taking them to God every day. You had better be making sure that your prayers are getting to God for them, for your husband, for your wife, for your children every single day. Our our young people are in a mess. Do you realize how easy it is for young people to access pornography today? And it's not just the boys that are doing it. No, 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 no. Girls are being drawn into it every single day. And you know the temptations are real. I'm talking about reasons to pray. I'm talking about reasons to know that we are on praying ground. I'm talking about reasons to make sure that we are doing what we need to be doing, that our prayers are not hindered. And you think about this, with all the sexual perversion that's out there today, you don't know what kind of predator may be targeting your son or targeting your daughter. You better be praying. God is the protector. And, and if your children, no, 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 listen to me. If your children are, are dating, if you have older children that are dating don't even get me that. I don't even want to get off that. If you have older children that are dating, the temptations may be getting too strong for them to handle. And that could take a very bad turn for the worse. You need to be praying for your children. But think about this. Is it possible? Stay with me here. Is it possible that we're praying and the prayers are hindered? That, that they're not reaching God? The Apostle Paul, uh, I'm sorry, the Apostle Peter, he, he's using a metaphor. The Greek word that was translated hinder here is a military term. And the meaning of the word is to cut in on. To cut in on. Think of it like this. Think of, think, of, think, of, think of it like this. There are soldiers that are out there on the battlefield. And they, they're trying to communicate over their two-way radios. And they're continually being cut in on so their message doesn't get across. It hinders them from getting through to whom with which they need to get in touch. That term, that word also means to throw obstacles in the way. And again, you can imagine a military convoy trying to reach a, an important, a certain important destination. And as they attempt to do that, as they attempt to move on down the road, there are obstructions that are thrown in their way over and over again, and they can't seem to get to where they're going. It's also a term that means to cut up a road. You know, when we had those, uh, when we had that terrible flooding uh, last year up north, and it destroyed highways and it destroyed roads, making it very, very difficult, yes, impossible even at times, to reach the desired destination. Are, are your prayers being cut in on? Are there obstacles in the way? Are you trying to make it up a cut-up road? 
See, when a husband or, or a dad is, is praying to God for his wife and for his children, he, he needs a clear road to get to the throne of God because it does matter if the prayers are hindered. If you're a man of any spiritual discernment whatsoever, you desire to have a clear path to God when you need it for your family. It's a big need. What are you trying to get at, preacher? Well, it really makes the importance of following God's directions, um, His directives, obvious. No, it makes it obvious that we need to be listening to God, that we need to be following God, that we need to be doing what God would have to say. Because see, if the husband is not submitting himself to his God-given role, well, the Word of God says his prayers are hindered. That sounds pretty serious to me. And we have to think about this. Please stay with me. We have to think about this. Excuse me. The prayers being hindered, the prayers being hindered is the primary consequence of not listening to God. It's just the start of what might happen for not listening to God. Your prayers are hindered. They're not getting to God. No, don't think it's not a big deal. It is a big deal. There's a lot of husbands out there that are focused on everything but being a husband that their wife needs. And many of them along the way have lost their wife. They've lost their kids. And then it amazes, he'll end up saying something like, I just can't figure it out. I can't figure it out. We were in church. We made the kids come with us. I mean, it's not like we weren't there. I mean, what happened? What in the world went wrong? I, I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. I, I, did, I, I was doing all these things. But hold it. No, 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 hold it. No, 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 no. Husbands, are you tuned in? Are you listening? I'm asking you, are you doing what it says in verse number 7? Because if you're not, no matter how religious you may act, your prayers are hindered. Are, are hindered. And yet, it's true, usually you don't even realize it. You're going through all the motions, saying the prayers, going to church. It's not like I don't pray, you know. <laughs> Come on, it's not like I don't ever pray. Right. But are you doing what it takes so that your prayers get through. Well, I'm not making it up. We read it. And wives, I want you to listen up too. No, 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 no. Don't be looking at him like that. I want you to listen up too. If you're not submitting yourself to your God-given roles, the Bible, the, the Bible states over in Titus chapter 2, verses 3 through 5, that the word of God is blasphemed. And if that is the case then your prayers are also hindered. Right. 
No, 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 don't you look at me like that. Listen to me. If a woman is dominant and possessive and, and wants to run her home, run her house, run the family, come on, you know, mocking the idea that she is to have this meek and quiet spirit, her, her, her prayers for and even with her children are hindered. Let God be true and every man a liar. There are a lot of marriages that end up in failure and the kids end up going to the dogs and with everything happening around them, the wife says something like, why did God do this to us? Why did God do this? We stayed in church. We even put some money in the plate. We sang in the choir. I didn't deserve this. Just going through the motions doesn't cut it. We are to be doers of the word, not hearers only. No, no, I don't want you to miss this. I don't want you to miss this. This is vitally important. It, it's so simple. And yet it's so very, very important. If we are going to see God work in our lives, in our homes, in our marriages, in our children, we must do what God says. <clears throat> I know, preacher, but God's full of mercy and he's full of grace. You won't get any argument out of me there. Not at all. I'm thankful for both mercy and grace. Very thankful. I am. But don't ever take his mercy and his grace as a sign that he won't be faithful to his word. Because God never does anything that contradicts his word. And this is a serious situation. And I've said and I've been saying with this separation from everybody right now or isolation to our homes and, and, and all the things that have been removed from our lives, that if we would focus and we would put this extra time into not only, not only being in the Bible, but also practicing what God tells us to do. I told someone today, I believe with even with this isolation, with, with what's going on and the extra time that people have been given in that way, that if we, if all the families of Riverside Baptist Church were just working at doing what God would have them to do, we wouldn't need a revival meeting. We'd have revival. starting with each individual and just make it a hallelujah time when we come back together. If we want everything that God has to offer us and he has so much to offer, 
for husbands, for wives, for children, so much to offer. But if we want everything that he has to offer us, we must do what he says to do. And not just be hearers. Not just go through the motions. If you've been around here very long, you've heard me say it a lot. There is a God in heaven. He is all-powerful. And we do possess His Word in this old Bible. And if we would take heed to that, and take heed to what seems like a simple passage such as this that is so full of important truths, well, I believe we could see some major things happen in our homes, our marriages, our families. Mom, you start taking things serious. Dad, you start think, taking things serious. Because if that happens, then you're going to help the children take things more serious about God. I'm telling you, there's great hope in being prayer ready. It's a shame when something bad happens and you have to spend 30 minutes confessing sin or asking God to show you anything that hasn't been confessed and trying to get your heart right with God before you can even pray with that person, pray for that person that's having problems. This is not a small matter. We can find great hope and being prayer ready. Let me ask you a question, and I'm done. Let me ask you a question. When you go to prayer in the morning, throughout the day, in the evening, your main prayer time, whatever, when you go to prayer, now I want you to think about this with me. When you go to prayer, do you feel like you're getting in contact with God? And if not, could there possibly be something in the way? And it may not be just some vile sin in your life. It may very simply be that you're not doing the simple things that he asked us to, asked us to do. Well, if we have ever been a time, in a time, where we need to not have our prayers hindered. <laughs> I'd say we're living in it now. What about you? We're going to have the piano play here in just a moment. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. It's so convincing if we take it the way we should. It's very convicting when we're not doing the things that we should. But the only reason that, uh, for the conviction is that you have great hopes of us being willing to do those things. Because you know how much better it could be if we would. And Lord... For us to not have a real prayer life, 
for for our prayers to be hindered, for for our wife, for our husbands, for our children, even for our parents. The the consequence of, of our prayer not getting to you is not the bad part so much as the consequences of them not being interceded for. And Lord, I don't know how you may have spoken to hearts tonight. We're just going to take a couple minutes and allow people to pray, families to pray, husbands and wives to pray, whole families to pray, whatever needs to happen for this next short while. Father, I pray it will. I thank you for your goodness and mercy that is very real, but help us to see the importance of the matter and to do something about it. We ask these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to have Brother Brother Bronner pray, play for just a short time. You take this time. Turn aside, spend time with God.